The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood, join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app. Yeah, hold that please, level 5, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi, now the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what, sorry? The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. A very good afternoon to you and welcome to TalkSport's weekly look at all the stories from the world of cricket and more specifically... The IPL. We're into the third week of the competition at match number 19 out of the 56 round-robin games, so things are starting to take shape after the weekend's double-headers kicked in. The former England fast bowler Steve Harmison is alongside myself, Andrew McKenna, once again as we cast our eyes over things. The former Indian spinner Praganoja will be joining us to take a look at the impact that spin is having in this year's tournament. And we'll also be hearing from the Rajasthan Royals and England keeper batsman Joss Butler. We'll examine how the other English players in the competition are getting on over the course of the next hour as well. It's the IPL show here on Talk Sport 2. Taxi driver of this one. The double R's, they end on 154 for six. That is very close to Virat Kohli's pitch. Extremely good from Virat Kohli. And he just finds a gap for four. RCB win yet another game. But if you get it wrong, it can go really wrong. Rabada has been hit for three sixes in a row. And Morgan is now saying, somebody stop me. And there it is. Delhi close it out. The Capitals have played nicely. Slows that one up. Uses his feet. Quinton Nikop gets to the pitch and says, I'll have some of you now. The first 50 of this Dream 11 IPL. Kunal Pandya. My goodness. Four balls, 20 runs, two sixes, two fours. Thank you very much. What a finish to the innings. Glad batted that one. And a good result. And 50 for David Warner. Superb from the Mumbai Indians. They uh, comfortable victors over the Sunrisers Hyderabad by 34 runs here in Sharjah. Nice, 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 nice. Way to go to 50. He's hit it. He's hit it well enough for six. Six more to Nicholas Puran. Kings 11 have got a, a decent total with 178 for four. It's taken some time coming, but it's come at a very, very crucial juncture for the CSK team. Another half century for Faf Duplessis. Cracking Super Kings. Duplessis Watson ensuring that CSK get back on track. Yeah, very good afternoon to you. Welcome to the IPL show here on TalkSport 2. It's been a cracking weekend. I thoroughly enjoyed Mark Nicholas uh, doing his impression for If the 
fast show ever gets uh, remade once again. And uh, it's been another belting weekend that uh, means that we have three sides level on six points at the top of the IPL table. The Mumbai Indians are leading the way as it stands. Now, they've played five, won three and lost two for their six points. It's then the Delhi Capitals and the RCB, both on six points as well, but they have identical records, have played four, won three, lost one. However, it is Delhi against the RCB today in Dubai. Therefore, the winner will go top. And more of that later on. KKR are in fourth. Uh, they, along with uh, the Rajasthan Royals, the Super Kings and the Sunrisers, all have four points. And then it's the Kings 11 Punjab, bottom of the uh, table, with just one win from their five games so far. And at the moment, it is not looking good for the Kings 11 Punjab. That is the uh, way of the world. Steve Harmison is with us as normal here on the uh, the IPL show. Harmy, it's a great competition this year. Nobody's getting blown away. And apart from the Kings eleven, no one's really getting tailed off either. Exactly, yeah. It's been brilliant. Good afternoon, Maka. It was, it's been a, another fascinating week. It started, you know, this time last week, sitting waiting for the game, the Royal Challengers. We said it was going to be a, a humdinger of a game, a bit like what we've got this afternoon in RCB against Delhi. Um, with, a, with a tied game, both sides getting 201, and the week just got better and better. And you mentioned the Kings eleven there. They've only got two points from five games. But when you, when you, you sort of delve deeper and you look in the stats on it, the highest run scorer is from Kings eleven. You know, he, Top score in the tournament is from Kings Eleven. They seem to be getting runs. They just don't seem to be getting runs quick enough. And I think the big question is for the, the management of the Kings Eleven and the, and the coaching staff is, do they go and try and, 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 and get somehow try and get Chris Gill into their team? Well, I mean, there is a question, isn't there? Mm. I mean, you get, you, you certainly get something, but how much do you have to give up to get him in there? And, and that will be a trade-off. And you have to wonder, um, if, if they were genuinely believed in that option, wouldn't Chris Gale have been playing anyway? You'd think so, but when you when you look at it, you, you've got Kiral, uh, Agawal, Mandeep Singh at the top, you know, one, two and three. The, the, the scoring, you know... The, quite well to be fair and runs accumulated but others scoring the runs quick enough you know Kale Rowell is leading run scorer in the tournament but I think his strike rate is only about 110 um, Agarwal had a fantastic start you've got Nicholas Puran Glenn Maxwell Chris Jordan and Sheldon Cottrell as their four overseas players can they maybe take out Cottrell and stick um, stick Gale in at the top let him loose but then yeah, Maxwell then comes in at number 6 so you know, you're, you're trying to fiddle around and trying to find a formula when you are bottom of the table but if you've got Chris Gale on the sideline and you're not scoring runs quick enough I don't think there's many better options than the big fella yeah, I think that you might not even need to be Jared Kimber and a stats expert to maybe <laughs> roll the dice uh, on that one. Now, one thing I did want to talk about uh, uh, on today's programme was um, his his coliness, uh, Vera yeah. Coley. Um, finally made some runs in this year's tournament in the, uh, the game against the Rajasthan uh, Royals. But the thing that struck me about it was, now, I know it was a low total they were chasing. You know, they, they weren't having to go for 230 or whatever. So he could play in this way. But the fact of the matter was, he was in a bit of a funk. He, it wasn't really making runs. But what he did was just go back to playing 
proper basic cricket. Now, he's, he's not a thrasher at the best of times, but he played a few balls out. He had a few dot balls. He pushed ones, and then when he started to, to feel that it was coming back, then he played some bigger shots. And actually... Um, to me, it was really interesting because how many players have we seen down the years? They're out of touch, they're out of timing, and what they do is they just end up hacking. I mean, if you want to go back, let's look at Hashim Amla in the T20 Blast final last night. Yeah. Looked horribly out of touch, and in the end, took one for the team, got himself out. Now, Vera Kohli, as I say, different character, and I will openly say, different circumstances. He had the time to push it around, but it did seem just spending time in the middle made such a difference to him. Absolutely, and you, you mentioned a word there, Maka, and touch. Vera Kohli is a touch player. He's not somebody that you know, loses his shape too many times trying to sort of you know, break his back to try and hit sixes and fours. He's done it, he does it with timing, he does it with style, he does it with touch. Um, and sometimes players like that, I can think of looking in, in England terms, you look like a Michael Vaughan or, a, or a, an Ian Bell. You know, they're, not, they're not like Kevin Peterson who can just sort of run down a wicket and, and, and thrash it everywhere. It is about timing, it is about touch, and sometimes them players do take that little bit longer. Bear in mind, we haven't had, the, India haven't played a great deal of cricket, so I'd imagine as much as Virat's probably had loads of nets, time in the middle was was something he needed. And watching him bat the other day, yes, he had time to, you know, build an innings and you know a modest total uh, to chase. But it looked as though he was just having a, a, a middle practice. I think Danny Morrison mentioned it out, out in the middle, and he, he said this could be the best thing for Virat Kohli and for the RCB in this tournament that he's just having middle practice out there. He doesn't look as though he's getting out of second gear. And then once he got to 50, he came down a wicket elegantly and, and and hit I think he hit a beautiful shot off Tom Curran straight back past him mm. and when you when you when you see him do that his timing is there because he's he's getting to the pitch to the he's getting to the uh, the the pace of the pitch. He's come down the wicket to get to the the pitch of the ball, and he's not hitting it. Try and hit it too hard. Just breezed it back past him, and you're looking at that and you think, right, this could be the start of something special for for the IPL because uh, no matter what team you support, when you watch somebody with the time and elegance that Virat Kohli's got, you have to just admire whether you support RCB or you don't. So from a, a neutral watching, uh, he could be back to where he was a couple of years ago when he got, I think, 300s in a tournament. This could be just the sort of kickstart he needed. Well, Simon Katic said afterwards he thought it was inevitable that Kohli would make a score in the end. The way we've seen it, we don't look at Virat being out of form at all. I mean, we see him batting in the nets and we thought he looked magnificent in the first game. Unfortunately, you know, hold out in that one and then he missed out a couple of times and that can happen in T20. Um, but he, I think what helped was he got us over the line in that super over. Great shot to finish the game there against Mumbai and he's carried on from there. And, you know, what we see in the nets from training to training is someone that's super pro professional. Um, he's looked like he's timing the ball beautifully and he works so hard at his game that it was only a matter of time before uh, he got runs in the middle and it was just great to see him get out there today, control that chase, which we know he does so well, and hopefully now that'll kickstart the rest of his IPL. Steve Harmison, there's an interesting comparison when we hear Simon Katic talking about Virat Kohli, and that is with Kane Williamson. Now, in fairness, the Sunrisers aren't having the best time of it, with only two wins from their five so far. Kane Williamson has only played three of those games, but has only scored 53 runs. He's quite a similar player to, to Virat Kohli. So you wonder how they get the best out of Kane Williamson. I mean, that might be a, a case... 
and, and this will go, kind of go against the grain somewhat, um, for, for actually sticking him at the top of the order, maybe with David Warner, and saying to Johnny Bairstow, maybe you go down to three, because maybe Kane Williamson just needs that little bit more time to kick his season off or or do you say no actually we can't afford to split up Bearstone Warner because those are about the two things that are anywhere near working for us yeah I think you keep Warner and, and Bearstone going at the top I think they've done they've done fantastically well so far Johnny's Johnny's not far from having a a big score in this tournament I think there's a hundred round the corner for Johnny Bearstone very very soon he seems to be you know he gets him he's getting himself into some good positions and then finds a way of getting out when you when you're doing that, there is a big score around the corner for and, and fingers crossed from an English point of view that Johnny does get that. It's, it, why doesn't he just bat three? I can't understand why. Um, I think is it Manish Pandya bats at three. I think they try and build around uh, around him at, at number three. He's the sort of the anchor that that sort of glues it all together. If he's like that, then. What do you need Kane Williamson for? Well, you need Kane Williamson because he's the, one of the best players in the world. So, and actually, that is his job. So, for me, you either move Pandya down the order, or you you move him out of the team, or you know, they might even have to turn around and think, well, as the tournament's going on, there seems to be more. The, the wickets are getting a little bit drier. Whether the spin option comes in, and they might have to go back to the the sort of the Afghanistan uh, spin double act in Nabi and and Rashid Khan, and then Kian Williamson would probably miss out. But I think if he's in the team, he should be batting three. And you, you, I, 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 I struggle when scratching my head a little bit when I watch Sunrisers because the game plan is th- you know, crash bang wallop at the top, and then you've got two guys coming in at three and four who. Haven't got a very good, uh, as good a strike rate, so I think they might have to split them up. Kane Williamson to three, and that would be a formidable top order of Warner, by uh, Bestow and Williamson. So there's some again when you're at the bottom end, Macca, the teams from sort of outside the the sort of qualification for the quarter of the semi-final places. You, you you do scratch your head and you think, well, what can I do? What can I change? We talked about last week Chennai Super Kings when. Yeah, they've got an age inside aside Dwayne Bravo wasn't playing they brought him back in the team they, were, they weren't getting runs quick enough at the top of the order then all of a sudden yesterday something clicked so it is a bit of a patience game but you can't you can't wait too long because you know you might get left behind and that's where the Sunrisers are probably are at this moment in time along with Kings of Punjab it is uh, the IPL show here on TalkSport 2. We're here each Monday to bring you uh, all of the stories and you can always listen again on the uh, podcast if you miss out or just want to listen back and have another go. Uh, between now and 2 o'clock, you'll be hearing from Joss Butler. He's been speaking with our reporter Scott Taylor, the uh, Rajasthan and England keeper batsman. Coming next, though, we're going to be talking spin with Praganoja, the former India and Mumbai Indian spinner, about how uh, spin is playing such a significant part in this year's tournament. This is TalkSport 2. That's a miscue, it's in the air. Rashid wants it and he's taken it. Has he got it? Has he got it? Yes, he has. Yes, he has. The RCB are on fire here. The continues. And he should have a wicket. Yeah, wicket keeper. Hunt is under it and takes it comfortably. been a heck of a time for spinners in the uh, IPL over the uh, and coming uh, well the, sorry the uh, last few days and uh, there's been some really good bowling at the moment indeed if you look at the uh, the top wicket takers in the tournament 
Surprise, surprise, his vendor of Chahal is uh, top of the shop. Now, he, along with Kagisha, Rabada, uh, Trent Bolton, Mohamed Shami, have eight wickets apiece, but it is uh, Yuzvendra Chahal's average. He's taking them at 14.37. Rabada is at 15 and three quarters. Bolt is at 19.62. Uh, Shami, 19.12. So Yuzvendra Chahal leading the way. Also in there, P.S. Chawla's taken six so far. Rashid Khan has five. Spinners are playing a significant part in this year's tournament. Delighted to say that Pragyanoja, the former Mumbai Indians, an Indian spinner, is joining us here on the uh, IPL show here on TalkSport 2. Uh, Pragan, thank you very much for uh, for joining us. What have you made of the spinners' performances in this year's tournament? Uh, thanks, guys, for having me over. Uh, first of all, I think uh, whenever you're playing uh, on, uh, on uh, Indian soil or in subcontinent, you need spinners. And uh, if you have quality spinners, which nowadays a lot of teams, they're lacking... Uh, they are like pure gold for you, pure gold for your team. You know, you see Yuzvendra Chahal, you see Amit Mishra. They do really well. Uh, I think uh, they really change the game uh, in the middle overs. That's when you know you normally see a lot of partnerships coming up. And if you have good spinners and they pick wickets, uh, that's when you know you really stop uh, best of the teams. I mean, the RCB actually bowled 12 of their 20 overs against Rajasthan with spin, more than 50% of the game. We normally see spin, but maybe not to that degree. Uh, but uh, I feel that's a new strategy. Why not? Why only fast bowlers uh, bowl more overs than spinners? Why not spinners? If, they, uh, if they're succeeding and uh, they are uh, achieving their goals, uh, why not have... Uh, uh, 12, uh, 12 overs or more overs from spinners. As long as you're doing well, uh, you're winning games, uh, uh, I'm, I'm happy to go with spinners. Pragan, how do you, how do you see the, the, the change of venues? You're not playing, obviously, in India, you know, especially someone like Charger, who wears very, very small. What's the sort of key key for a spinner? To, is it just about holding their nerve back in their, their decision-making? I think uh, playing in uh, Sharjah, uh, the batsman is under pressure because he has to get those runs. Everybody expects the batsman to do well. Nobody expects uh, the bowlers to do well. And for spinners, everybody, like you, like me, everybody talks that, you know, spinners are going to be expensive. So there is no pressure. You know that uh, if you go 10 and over, it will not uh, be a problem for you. But as long as you're picking wickets, that is more important. Once you pick wickets on small venues, like shorter boundaries, wherever you're playing, that's when you contribute to your team's cause. Uh, I just take it in the other way. You know, spinners, if bowlers know that, you know, those wickets are good and the boundary lines are small, you know, boundary is very small when you talk about Sharjah, then the pressure is on the batsman to deliver, not the bowler. Just on that, one, one thing we have seen, um, Pragan, and particularly someone like P.S. Chawla, if he does get hit the distance, the next ball, generally speaking, is slower and maybe there's a bit more loop on it. So many bowlers, um, so many young spinners, if they get hit for a boundary, the next ball is, is darted in, fired in low and quick, yet Chawla seems to, to go slower and more loopy. And actually, he, he does seem to get good success. Is that maybe the way to go or, or is, that, is it too conservative now with spinners? Yeah, 
Yeah, there there is a theory to it. You know, Chavla, Amit Mishra, Yuzvendra Chahal, they are experienced bowlers. They have been successful uh, for their national team. They have done well in IPL. When you talk about uh, Chavla and Amit Mishra, they are the leading wicket takers in uh, the entire IPL. If you see, in all these 13 years, they are the leading wicket takers. So when they are bowling, uh, they bowl, they mix the pace. And when you're mixing the pace, you know, when you try and fly the ball or try and give a lot of revolution to the ball, it's very difficult for a batsman to hit the ball because, you know, you don't get that free flowing of your bat. You know, once you don't get a free flow of your, if you don't get a good swing uh, to your bat flow, then, you know, you don't get the power to hit the distance. So, as a spinner, you should always think uh, to make sure the batsman doesn't get that good swing when you're bowling. And as long as the batsman is not getting a good swing, I'm very sure um, it can be Chris Gale, it can be uh, the uh, most powerful man on earth. If they don't get the swing right, they're not going to go distance. Pragan, just in that we are now completed two weeks and eight yeah. of the ten bowlers in, in, who've taken the most wickets are seamers. Do you think that spin will get more and more significant in this tournament? Because with only three venues, the pitches surely have to get more and more worn as we go through these matches. Do you see spin, therefore, as the competition goes on, will become more and more important each week? Definitely, yes. Uh, that goes without saying. You know, when you're playing in only three venues and you've got uh, like so many matches, uh, this tournament is like almost 50 55 days uh, long. And uh, when you play on those wickets uh, regularly, you know, there will be wear and tear, there will be something for the spinners. So everybody is planning for their second half. They want their spinners to be ready. Unfortunately, we just got a uh, news about Amit Mishra getting injured and he's just out of IPL. And it's a big blow for uh, Delhi Capitals because, you know, the whole team was depending on him. Uh, I think it's a big blow for uh, Ricky Ponting. Uh, Pragan, just away from the, the IPL, um, when you talk, you know, possibly England playing in these three venues uh, in the, the turn of the new year, do you see spin being a, a big part of, of India's, India's national team attack when it comes to taking England on potentially, what is it, 10 test matches uh, in the next calendar year? Yeah, I think uh, spinners are uh, the soul of Indian cricket. You know, we see Ravi Ashwin, uh, we see Ravindra Jadeja, we've seen young players coming up. So India always depends on the spinners, you know. Uh, let it be uh, subcontinent, let it be overseas. They depend on spinners. And uh, when you talk about uh, England and, you know, I've played for Surrey, uh, you know, the ball drifts. You know, when, when you bowl with uh, Dukes, the ball drifts because of the conditions there. Uh, and uh, when they come to India, uh, when uh, England come to India, I think uh, the wickets are going to favour the spinners. It's always been the case. So, uh, and we've got some good experienced bowlers. So I think it'll be a good batting lineup of England versus the spinners. 
Praga, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Praga Noja, the uh, former Mumbai Indians and India spinner, and he is absolutely right. Uh, a statement from the Delhi Capitals issued in the last few minutes has announced that Amit Mishra has been ruled out for the remainder of the uh, tournament. He has sustained a flexor tendon injury to the ring finger of his bowling hand. He was attempting to take a return catch off of his own bowling in the game against the Knight Riders on uh, Friday. He's now going to see a specialist over the next few days to determine the appropriate course of management for the uh, injury. As they always say, Harmy, if you don't take them off your own bowling, no one else will do it for you. Definitely. And they're, they're, they're the easiest ones, some, the hardest ones sometimes, the ones that come straight back at you and you, you haven't got time to think. But it's a massive blow, that, for, for Delhi, because when you look at... I, I love Delhi. I've, from day one, I've thought Delhi fantastic youthful side but when you do look at their bowling lineup their experiences in their bowler in the two South African um, overseas players in Rabada and Nokia Stoinis who's experienced 2020 player and so is Amit Mishra he is huge for them and that's a massive massive loss Aksar Patel could come in as their um, left arm spin um, who actually came on and fielded for um, for Mishra in the in the last game, um, but it it is a big blow for for the for the Capitals. Well, the Cricket Collective is here on a, a Tuesday. It's six o'clock this week. It features an exclusive interview with the Essex great Ryan Tenderscarter. Over the course of the show, he's going to be discussing winning silverware with Essex, his astonishing numbers in international cricket, and the special relationship he has with T Twenty. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't have come at a better time for me. You know, when I started my career, uh, coincided with T20 launching. I, I think it was my first year at Essex was the the first T20 competition in England, and uh, you know, I can't think of a player who it it was more suited to at the time. You know, someone very unconventional. Um, you know, I've said before, the euphemism was he hits the ball in strange places. You know, which is great. Uh, it was different, and back then. You guys didn't used to, you know, sit back and bang it out the park. It was rare to have a strike rate of, of 150 and, and to be able to, you know, come in and whack the ball. So it, it couldn't have worked any any better for me. Um, and and probably where the bulk of my uh, sort of traction as a cricketer uh, on the bigger stage has come, you know, being in the IPL, having a chance to play in Australia, you know, finishing off at, at uh, Nelson Mandela Bay Giants last year was... I felt like the perfect treat, you know, going back to Port Elizabeth where it all started, where all my dreams started, um, to, to play a few games there at the, at the back end of the Mazanzi. And yeah, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed T20 cricket. I liked it more when when not everyone was banging it out of the park. But, you know, you, you rock up now to, to nets and every trialist plays a, a, a sweep against the seamers and, and plays a reverse sweep against medium paces and, you know, can, can sit back in the crease and, and whack a length ball over extra cover. Um, so, so the game has changed a lot, and I think I was lucky in the sense that my skill set was set up for that, you know, before it was popular and before everyone was doing it. The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood, join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor-Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store, or via the app. Hold that, please. Level 5, thank you. 
Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus of the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Well, you can hear more from Essex's Ryan Tendiscato on the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 tomorrow evening from 6 o'clock. Of course, he's just uh, extended his stay with Essex uh, to uh, just go a little bit longer. It's the IPL show here on TalkSport 2. Steve Harmison and myself, Andrew McKenna, with you for another half an hour. We'll be looking at the English contingent next here on TalkSport 2. A change of pace and it's disappeared Archer so good so good first boundary of the contest to Joss Butler Chadir uh, taken Bairstow's walking back uh, and he's just smoked it the first ball that he's faced a play shot like this Morgan gave himself far too much room and smart from uh, Jofra Archer but if you get it wrong it can go really wrong Rabada And Morgan is now saying, somebody stop me! Very good afternoon to you. It's the IPL Show. I'm Andrew McKenna. Steve Harmison, the former England fast bowler, is with me as well. And for the next few minutes, we're going to concentrate on the English players who are in action. And Harmy, I'd like to start... um, talking about the England captain because Owen Morgan once again do you know what <laughs> it seems stupid we're gonna I'm gonna say this about a World Cup winning captain but I don't think people realize how good Owen Morgan is he is just an incredible player 44 off 18 balls for the uh, for the KKR in their uh, defeat to the Delhi Capitals but it was a game that looked like it was beyond KKR but Owen Morgan just wandered out to the middle and was pinging it to all parts. It was incredible to watch. It was. He was pretty bad beautifully. And to be fair to him, Morgan, it's probably the best form he's been in going into an IPL tournament. If you, if you think in times gone past, he hasn't sort of set the IPL world alight. And normally that's off the back of maybe he's having a long break before playing, having any cricket going into it. He's actually played quite a bit of cricket going into the IPL. Um, and when you look at what Chennai did with Sam Curran, what Dhoni did after you know the first two or three games, bat him higher up the order, give him more responsibility because he said he's played a lot of cricket where others haven't. KKR have gone the other way. Owen Morgan's batting at number six. And for me, I can't. But he's normally bats at five. I think Russell went in ahead of him. But I just don't understand how you can have Owen Morgan batting that low in a lineup, especially the way he's playing at the moment, because you know, he seems to be on fire. If I was KKR, I'd be looking at Morgan batting no lower than four and trying to get him out there as, as quick as I possibly can, because 
he is when he when he he is in form, which he is now. He hits the ball round all round the ground, and he hits it with ease. And what? Two or three foot either way of, of Hetmeyer, and he would have he would have had six. That would have got him to fifty. I think they would have needed twenty twenty two. I think off off the last sort of ten balls, you'd have backed Owen Morgan to get somewhere close. So from a game which was was dead and buried, with five overs to go, it just shows you what can happen in these small grounds. And he was he was it was a fan, it was a fantastic knock by the England captain. Absolutely. He went in for the fifth ball of the 13th over. That was mm. when the fourth wicket went down. That that batting order, to me, by the way, doesn't look right. Got no issue with Shubman Gill at the top. Sunil Narayan, as we, we just mentioned when we were talking about spin, that actually, at the moment, the seamers are doing the job. Sunil Narayan doesn't know which way he's going when it's fast and short. I mean, Nokia nearly took his head off. Yeah. Um, that to me, that to me looks like a waste of a wicket. And sending Andre Russell in at four looks too high when you've got Morgan. Russell should be going in behind Morgan. Yeah, Russell should be going in behind Morgan. I think Dinesh Kartik should be going in behind behind Owen Morgan. And Sunil Ryan will come off every now and again if you bring a spinner on. Or whatever. I could not stop laughing, and I, I, I hate saying it, but I, honestly, I could not stop laughing. He he was absolutely petrified. You've seen the whites yep. of his eyes. He he had gone. He had lost it. And that's what bowlers do. If I was number 11, I'm a number 11, I'd go out there opening a baton against Enric Nokia, bowling 140-odd kilometres an hour with a brand-new white kookaburra. He sends one round my nose. I know where I'm going. I'm going leg side. Sunil Narayan did not want anywhere near, to, to be anywhere near that middle of that pitch when uh, when Enric Nokia was running in. And there's times, sometimes, you know, you, you have to look and think... Is this a good idea? Is it not? It's worked for them in the past. I'm sure it probably it probably worked for them again. But I couldn't I couldn't stop laughing. As a fast bowler, <laughs> I was like, yes, go on, just Robardo or Nokia, just you know, stick one round his nose, potentially give him another one round his nose, and if you're not seeing all three stumps, then you know, I'd be very very surprised. And and that's what happened. And to be fair, again, I've I've been so impressed by the the, the Delhi. Delhi bowling unit and again the, the, the hit the straps running but for me Kartik one too high of a place Russell one too high of a place you look at someone like Andre Russell going into number four there's a reason why Mumbai are top of the top of the, the table at this moment in time because the biggest strike rate the best guy at the end bats at number six and that's Kieran Pollard not too dissimilar to Andrew Russell and I think that's a perfect place for, for, for Pollard and for Russell and it's not the perfect place for England captain in Owen Morgan well we've had our say on where Owen Morgan should bat the man himself was asked should he be further up the order for the KKR no I don't think so I think when you look at our batting lineup we have a number of match winners in that lineup so it's a very difficult one to sort of get up the order, particularly when you've a world-class batsman all-rounder in Andre Russell. Uh, he's an incredible striker. The ball, uh, when he comes up the order, obviously everybody shifts down a little bit. So, uh, giving the context of the game, I think we went from a position um, probably being behind the eight ball a little bit because Delhi bowled well um, to a position of strength and looking like we were going to win it. But, however, it wasn't meant to be tonight. Steve Harmison, Owen Morgan is one of the nicest men on the planet mm. and would not rock a boat the size of the Titanic. 
I put it to you, he is merely being very polite and very political there. He knows he should be further up that order. Yeah, I was telling Porky Pies there. I think <laughs> he's telling Porky's there. He's not. He shouldn't be batting that low. He knows that he shouldn't be batting that low. I agree. He has to play the the, the party line, and he has to, you know, toe the toe the line, especially when they've, they've just getting beat. But I'll I'd I'd throw this one out there. It, should Owen Morgan be captain of KKR? Probably yes. Mm. If he's captain, Owen Morgan bats four. Owen Morgan does not bat six if he's captain of KKR because when he goes in there, if I'm captain of this team, I'm batting where I want and I'm batting at number four in this team. Andre Russell, you bat at number six. Dinesh Kartik, you bat at number five. This is how this team is going to play. And I think that's the difference between an, an Indian captain and an overseas captain. The Indian captain is batting where he wants to bat in Dinesh Kartik. He probably bat four, he probably bat five, depending on whether whether the throw around um, Andre Russell. But I think Owen Morgan, Owen Morgan was telling porky pies there because I think when he was walking off head down the other day against Delhi, he was thinking, if I'd gone in 10 balls, 20, 15 balls earlier, we got a good chance of winning this game. So let's have a look at some of the others. Uh, Sam Curran, north for 31 and uh, north for 42 off three overs for uh, Chris Jordan in the CSK against the Kings Eleven game. Um, Joss Butler still hasn't exactly hit his traps. I know he, he's playing a role for the team. He got 22 off of 12 in the defeat to RCB, but that's now three matches for 47 runs. Um, Joffre Archer, what, 16 uh, not out and one for 18 in four overs. Mm. I think we'd have to say at the moment that the Joffre Archer is, well, not even probably, but the standout performer of the English players at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, not just the English players. I think he's a standout performer in 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 the whole tournament. I think he's bowled brilliantly. Um, he's batted fantastically well as well. He's got some valuable runs down the order. He seems to like franchise cricket. When we spoke last week, talking to uh, Julian Wood, we talked about freeing up and not as much pressure and not the big the big fish in the in, in the pond. He's he's got a sort of he's allowed to sort of breathe if you want, rather than being in the goldfish bowl of the the English press, England media, and everybody wanting Joffre to be this 95 mile an hour bowler every single ball. He seems to like this franchise cricket, so which is good because you know. Just as we, we talked to um, Pregan now about about you know what potentially could England could come in in the future, they're probably going to play on these sort of pitches. So it's good that Archer is is doing well. Um, I think Joss Butler's not far, a bit like Johnny Bairstow away from a score. 22 off 12 balls. He looked in good shape. His, his timing was good. His touch was very, very good. His, his head position when he was hitting the ball was in it was what you want from what I would imagine Joss Butler will be saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in not bad touch here. I'm getting better. He got. He got a catch. He got caught off a. Uh, it's slip where you think on another day who has they might not have had a slip and that would have gone for four so I think his day is to come like we mentioned Besto looks in he's not far away I think Sam Curran's doing well I'm enjoying Sam Curran Chris Jordan you mentioned Kings 11 they're, they're tinkering with what's what the best formula is at this moment in time so I think all in all I'm really pleased that how the England players are performing um, and Long may it continue. You know, Owen Morgan get up the order. Johnny Besto, 100 round the corner along with Joss Butler. And fingers crossed we see you know, the big all-rounder in Stokes 
um, very, very soon. And when we do see like that and them going well, then fingers crossed for the, the English contingent having a, a, a very, very good IPL. I want to touch on Stokesy in a few minutes' time. But coming next, we're going to be hearing from uh, Joss Butler. We've just been talking about his uh, performances in the tournament. Well, he's been speaking with our reporter, Scott Taylor. You will hear that next, here on the IPL Show on TalkSport 2. Staying once again, Bowles. Oh, punched away by Butler for four through square leg. Outrageous. Joss is a wonderful, wonderful T20 player. Probably top ten in the world. Pulled out towards deep mid-wicket for four. Just makes it look so easy. Oh, Joss Butler. Oh, that's an extraordinary shot. Joss Butler has just chipped down and drop-picked the ball. Ten rows back over mid-on for six. Joss Butler, the man, the machine. He's been so good in white ball cricket, both in England and around the world. He's on IPL duty with the Rajasthan Royals. And he's been sitting down and having a chat with our Scott Taylor. You're looking at the, the game against Kolkata, and they asked about it earlier with Morgan batting, yourself keeping, Joffre bowling. Now, given there's two IPLs, this one and the next one, before the next World Cup in India, how much of an advantage is that that there's so many English players playing in this competition? Yeah, I think it's a really big advantage. Um, I think we've really reaped the rewards of of more of our players being exposed to franchise tournaments. Um, I know that's been talked about quite a lot off the back of the the World Cup, um, that the exposure to the IPL, the Big Bash, the Pakistan Super League, um, our players going away and, and performing in those tournaments in high-pressure situations, um, you know, not only benefits the individual, but obviously benefits the England team when they come back to to playing in that side. So, you know, the the wealth of experience that the, everyone can then bring back to our own team as well as an England side is is a, um, you know obviously mag- magnified. Um, and I think you know when you're performing in these tournaments, it gives you a, a lot of confidence. So um, yeah, I think it's a really good feather in the cap of English cricket as well to to see that English cricketers are in in demand to play in in the world's premier T20 tournament. Um, I think that shows the improvements we've made and and how we are developing fantastic T20 and and white ball cricketers. So um, long may that continue. I want to touch on uh, what the guys said earlier about Joffrey. He's, he's essentially hit six every other ball so far in this IPL, which is ridiculous when you think about it. And there has been some suggestions that he's a lot more laid back in, in franchise cricket. I know he's a laid back character anyway, but do you see that? Do you, do you feel like he's more relaxed? There's less pressure on him in franchise cricket? Um, I'd, uh, maybe. I'd, I'd say the same for everybody, though. But at the same time, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure on him to perform um, because he's he's one of the stars of the tournament. He's one of the stars of our team. You, um, there's a um, monetary pressure as well of the IPL. Everyone knows how much money someone like Joffrey has gone for, and and people ex- who the owners who pay that money expect a certain level of performance. So there's there's certainly high pressure. Um, but I think T20 cricket, you know, not just for Joffrey but for all of us, is is a lot of fun. It's a it allows you to go and express yourself without much fear of failure. Um, you know, the, the odds are a lot of the time in, in your favour in certain situations as well, and, and it allows you to play with a lot of freedom. So um, no, I don't think it's just Joffre, it suits. I think it suits a, a, a number of players. 
And just on Tom Curran, 50 against uh, Cole Cathy yesterday as well. And how much confidence will that give him? Because it's been a good couple of days for Tom getting his, uh, his white ball contract as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, as I said, he's, he's just gets better and better. He's a great competitor. I think the more opportunities he's had with the bat, he's, he's started to show, you know, I said earlier, his improvements. But he's actually, to be fair to him, probably just shown what he's capable of with, with more opportunities. So that, um, he, he's been playing well for a while. Um, and I tell you, him and Sam are, are just great competitors. They're two guys you always want in your side. They always want the ball. They always want a bat. Um, so they're, they're fantastic lads and, and yeah, it's been a, a great couple of days for Tom with his uh, central contract and, and some really good performances for the Royals. And just finally for me, you mentioned the central contracts there. Johnny obviously not getting a test one this year. Have you, uh, I'm not sure what your limitations are in the bubble, but have you spoken to Johnny and as a fellow wicketkeeper yourself, uh, how much sympathy do you feel for him? Yeah, we, we, everyone's sort of training at the same place at the minute um, in, if you're staying in Dubai. So I saw Johnny and saw Trevor Bayliss the other day as well, which was nice. And yeah, I'm sure Johnny will be be disappointed. He's been a, a fantastic cricketer for uh, England in all formats over the last few years. And, and as we all know with Johnny, when he um, wants to prove a point or is, is, well, to be fair, he's just a brilliant cricketer. So uh, I'm sure he'll have um, lots of desire to to get back in the test team and and that's you know as as we all should really as, as every wicketkeeper batsman in the country their desire should be to be the the wicketkeeper for England and and Johnny's no different he's a he's a brilliant cricketer so um sure he'll be disappointed but he's a brilliant player and I'm sure he'll continue to show that Joss Butler speaking with our reporter Scott Taylor. Um, just on Johnny Bairstow, Steve Harmison, um, my mind immediately goes back to the Colombo Test match in Sri Lanka where he made that brilliant hundred and the the um, guttural scream that came out of him as he got there, the, the release of pressure. For whatever reason, Johnny Bairstow is a better player when he feels he's got a point to prove, when he feels that there's something to rail against. So I don't think for, for any way, shape or form we've seen the last of Johnny Bairstow. No, definitely not. I don't think Johnny will allow himself to, to do that. I think his, his natural instinct is to come out and fight. Um, and I think Johnny will come out and fight. Maybe the selectors have, have looked at it that way and thought, well, how do we get the best out of Johnny? Do we, do we try and challenge him? Um, by doing this, they are they are challenging whether he has got the desire, the fight, um, and the application to go to come back hard. And I think Johnny he has, like I said before, I don't think he's far away from making a big score in this IPL with the where England potentially could be playing over the winter. He he does play on small grounds. He does hit the ball. Yeah, you know, he does hit the ball, you know, 360 degrees. So there is a, a potential for him to to come back into the to the to the red ball game. Um, but if you're asking me if Johnny Bairstow is finished as a red ball cricketer, I, I would say absolutely not. I think Johnny Bairstow will will fight like anything, not only to get his place back, but to uh, just put a you know a, a little bit of a spanner in the work for the selectors um, when they're selecting the the touring the, the overseas touring sides in the subcontinent this winter. Now, we just heard from Joss Butler, and it would seem that he's going to be playing at Rajasthan 
Alongside of Ben Stokes in the near future, the word is that um, Ben Stokes has now travelled uh, from New Zealand. He word was he was due to be landing in Dubai uh, yesterday morning. Now, for anyone who's not aware, the IPL COVID protocols means he now has to do a six-day quarantine period, and in that time, he also has to come uh, through three tests. Uh, negative. Once that's happened, he is then available for selection. It's obviously been a really difficult time for him, Harmy, in New Zealand. We all know that the family reasons that that he's been there, but it appears that he is now ready to start playing cricket again. Yeah, and it's it's good news for 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 Rajasthan. It's good news for English for English um, cricket supporters. It's good news for Ben and the Stokes family because it means the big fella Jed must be you know on the mend and, and and improved and in good spirits if if Ben's decided to go over and play some cricket in India. So I think it's fantastic news all round. Um, and again, it's another English high-profile player playing in conditions which is getting you know maximum audience, but also. Um, Good preparation for what potentially is to come for 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 England when uh, when the, in the turn of the year. So it'll be good to see him back in a, in, a, in a game. Um, he'll probably miss the the next two games. The player, what are the player? The player Mumbai and then the player Delhi. I don't think he'll be out of quarantine by Delhi, but he should be ready for you know the seventh game of the tournament against the Sunrisers in Dubai. So you know, fingers crossed, he um, he hits the ground running and. Unfortunately, for someone like Tom Curran, it could be Tom Curran who, who sadly misses out from a, an English point of view. It's sadly, but um, you know what an option the the Rajasthan Royals have got to bring in probably the best all-rounder in the world at this moment in time. Absolutely. I mean, look, I, I don't want to sort of, because it, it is such a serious family issue, whatever. But do you get the impression that maybe the Royals were getting to the stage of almost saying, look, Look, we want you to be here, but if you're not going to be here, is it time that we cut our losses? And, you know, we are a team that's fifth in the table at the moment. We, you know, we want to be in this to win this. Do you, do you think they were getting close to the stage of saying, look, we, we might need to look elsewhere if this isn't going to happen shortly? Yeah, possibly, possibly, Maka. But I think when you've got somebody like Ben Stokes at your disposal and you could even potentially only have him for four games at the end, I still think you take that risk. I really do. I think you you keep you you keep him on up your sleeve, and you think, well, monitor the situation, arguably on a daily basis, and think if we have to if he has to quarantine for six days, and he only plays the last four games, he he if you know, he's a game changer, and all of a sudden that could be the that could be the little push to get us from sort of fifth into fourth into a semi final spot. And then, and then you, you know what Ben does on the big occasion. So, as much as they probably were thinking, well, we've got some money to play with because obviously Ben's not there, so he'll not be getting not be getting his full peer. Do we do we gamble? Do we go for somebody else, or do we bank on the fact that he is going to play some part in this tournament? And it's like having a it's like having a centre forward in football who's who's injured, and you think, well, do I? Do I play him? Do I not? I'm sure Gareth Southgate had that with with Harry Kane after the back end of last season. Uh, you, you 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 don't mess around when you've got superstars. You you try and get them as much time as possible, and I think that's probably the best thing for Rajasthan because no doubt Ben Stokes in your team. Not only does he give a fear factor to the opposition because they're looking across and seeing Stokes on the team sheet. When he goes out, big occasion, semi-final, final. 
he's done it. Go back 12 months to England winning the World Cup. Ashes in Ed Headingley. Big, big occasions. He needs the big limelight and he delivers. And that's why, from a Rajasthan point of view, I'd give him as much time as I possibly could. The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood, join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus of the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.